Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Why do millions of Americans choose to sleep on Bolin Branch sheets? Is it the 100% organic cotton? Is it that they get softer and softer over time? Customers can't stop raving about these sheets. And there's no better time to try them for yourself or give them to someone you love. Right now, Bolin Branch is offering their best deals of the year, and you can get their incredibly soft sheets at incredibly low prices. Just go to bolinbranch.com to shop their best deals today. That's b o l l and branch.com today. See site for details. Hello and welcome back for a brand new episode of Movie Talk. On today's show, apparently The Irishman is three and a half hours long, or is it? And then after that, we're going to give our thoughts on the brand new Joker trailer. And there is more to this show that you better get ready for because it's going to require that you tweet at us and you're going to want to because look, look at all, all these goodies we got. Rocket Man, a movie that I think we all loved here, is now available on DVD and on Blu-ray. And we're doing a little giveaway today. We've got two editions of the 4K Ultra HD that we're going to give away. And then in addition to that, this cool jacket, this karaoke microphone, some glasses. It's all going to be in a grand prize prize pack. All you have to do to enter to win over the course of the show Tweet the show, retweet it, and put something in your comment along the lines of, I love movie talk and I want to win all of this cool Rocket Man stuff. If you do that in time before the end of the show, Dorian might pick your tweet and then we're going to announce winners at the very end of this edition of Movie Talk. Now that that exciting piece of housekeeping is taken care of, let's check out the full costumes. I mean, who cares about these two guys? Look at what's behind us right now. <laughs> costumes from Rocket Man. All right, Jeff and Riley, you're living it up today. You're rocking these glasses, too. I love it. I think I'm going to wear these every day. I would believe it when you you're said gonna that. You're going to wear it every day? I'm, I'm down with wearing it all day. Let's do this, Snyder. Let's do this Rocket Man thing. I hope I can take it seriously today. Oh, We're going you're going to get it, it all movie talk. Dorian has never had so much power in his hands. He's picking winners <laughs> for this Rocket Man Blu-ray or whatever it is. Pick some good ones, Dorian. We trust you. All right. First story today. The New York Film Festival revealed slash also didn't reveal that Martin Scorsese's The Irishman has a running time of 210 minutes. That's exactly three and a half hours long. The New York uh, Film Festival website once described The Irishman as a richly textured epic of American crime, a dense, complex story told with astonishing fluidity. So the reason why I said did and once had it all up there is that early today I saw it with my own eyes it did say 210 minutes we ran with the story and since that happened it seems to have come off of the website so my first question for you guys is why might that have happened will the runtime be updated in the near future uh, I mean, I expect it's going to be around 209, 210. I think at this point, things are probably pretty locked in. Um, 
you know, I, I imagine that it's Netflix saying, oh, no, nothing. It's not final yet. The picture's not locked. You know, Marty's still working on it. So can we take down the running time for now? It was just a classic bit of cover your ass. Uh, little, there was an asterisk on the running time saying, uh, you know, notes, uh, running times are subject to change because they knew people were going to jump on this sort of thing, the New York Festival uh, Film Festival. So I'm not surprised they end up taking it all down off but the But what's site. the difference if people jump on it now or in a week from now? I mean, it's, it's not like the movie's going to change that much from 210. It's not going to be like an hour and a half long tomorrow. Well, I think it, it opens up a bigger question, too. I would Is Netflix and anybody else, like, afraid to get that runtime out there for a casual moviegoer being like, whoa, that's too long. Right. I don't want to deal with it right now. And they don't want to have that kind of out there because Netflix is really banking on this. They want people to tune in. I'm going to do it. Two, th- three hours, three and a half hours, give it to me. I'm doing it. Casual moviegoers, though, they might not. I, I don't understand know. that mentality, but mm. it is going to premiere at the New York Film Festival, and there is only so long you can hide that runtime. So if Very that true. is indeed the official runtime, if not just something close to it, why take it down once it's gotten out there? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think... Have no, I have no they, answer to that. There, there is, is no answer. answer. Obviously. I mean, Netflix or somebody obviously came in and said, hey, can we get this removed from the site? Not to mention the little write-up, the flowery write-up that a lot of these festivals have for every movie. It kind of, you know, it was it kind of equated to a review, the first review of The Irishman right. by the team's programmers. I mean, Chris Tapley himself sort of backed up the, the three-and-a-half-hour running time, tweeting, like, you know, some sagas warrant it. And I think that Chris is right. I agree with him. I think this is a story that probably demands to be told over three and a half hours. I think Scorsese is one of the few filmmakers with the clout to demand Mm -hmm. that kind of running time. Uh, So whether it's three and a half hours, three and a half years, I will sit there forever. So let's say the movie really is three and a half hours. There's no concerns about that for you guys, just as general moviegoers at all. Well, I think the benefit of this runtime is you're at home. If you want to watch this thing and it is on Netflix and maybe you're not going to go to if they go forward and have a limited release, you can watch it at home and, and not be scared of the three and a half hour runtime because it's like your bathroom's right there, your pause button's right there. So that's easy. It's a little different when you're in a theater and you might be in the middle section. You're like, ah, damn, yeah, am I going to miss the movie? You know, all those things kind of go into this. For me, though, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't do anything but make me excited. And to your point, Snyder, it's like Martin Scorsese deserves it. He's the filmmaker that can demand that, and he's the type of filmmaker that can pull it off as well. Three and a half hours is something that just makes me, yes, yes. Three and a half hours makes it a real like event, and yeah. I feel like if you're if you're going out for the evening and you got to spend the money for a babysitter and all that stuff, like you're at least going to get your your content, your money's worth it as far as mm-hmm. content goes. Sure. I mean that that's a lot of movie. Three hour, three and a half hours is a lot it's to me. Lot. Um, I'm you know I'm fine with three hours. I don't know if I've ever sat and watched a three and a half hour movie before, and I think that general audiences will be a little put off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Riley said, most people are going to be watching this in the comfort of their own home where they can pause it and take a bathroom break. Yeah. I. Kind of echo what you guys said a little bit in Scorsese, I trust, and I try never to judge a movie by its runtime in advance. But again, three and a half hours is a lot, and I'm someone that will not get up in the middle of a movie when I'm in a movie theater for anything. Like, I don't want to, I will suffer if I must to not get up. So it is a little intimidating from that perspective. Well, here's my question Do you think that there will be an intermission in in, in theatrical runs, the same way that Tarantino's The Hateful Eight had an intermission? Because I don't even know at this film's premiere how did De Niro, Pesci, and Pacino make it through a three and a half hour movie. They're old guys. They got to go use the bathroom. (laughs) 
I don't no, know they de-aged them. They're fine. That. Right, exactly. has, has that been done? I mean, not that this movie is getting a nationwide release anymore, but has that been done recently with a you know a, a highly anticipated uh, movie outside of Hateful Eight? Uh, I can't I mean, think of anything since then. Well, the, I would say the Grindhouse feature had an inter- intermission yeah, between the two true. the two movies. So Quentin Tarantino, obviously, he's a film guy, so he likes those intermissions in there. For Hateful Eight, warranted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grindhouse warranted it. I, I think this could do it. I think Scorsese, he's in the same class of director for me as far as uh, filmmakers, so I could see it happening. But um, It's all about whether there's a natural point in the film to offer yeah. an intermission. If there's not, right. Marty's going to be like, sorry, guys. Like, do you think that this epic runtime could have been what affected the conversations they were having with certain theater chains about releasing this, in addition to maybe the release window conversation also? I, I think... I, I don't think it had everything to do with it, but I think it was a big part of it because that we, we always talk about that. When Avengers Endgame, I know two very different movies, was at two hours and it's two and a half hours, 2.45, I can't remember. Um, I know no in- intermission, but, you know, theaters want to put as many screenings as possible to get as many butts in the seat. So with a limited run and this, which is already iffy because of Netflix and what the what the rules are for this and eligibility for the Oscars like I think well you're asking us to now put in a three and a half hour movie with and the fact that Netflix is pushing up against us because they we can't have it for 90 days in the theater so it's I think it it definitely had a conversation involved there Jeff you might know more than me I mean, I, I don't know anything about the behind-the-scenes negotiations uh, for this. I just imagine that it, it probably was more about the window. Um, to, you know, I, I, that's what I think. Yeah. I think if this movie, like, it'll be interesting when they have that movie with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot, mm-hmm. because then you might see Theater Owners Cave, but was this the movie to establish that precedent? I, I understand why it wasn't, because, you know, yes, it's a huge event for people like us, but it's not like your average 18-year-old is going to run out to see this movie. Right. Um, so I understand why the theater owners couldn't really bend on their on their window. Um, but, you know, we're still going to get the chance to see it in art house theaters. It's mm-hmm. not going to be in the major ones like AMC. What right. about the precedent that a runtime like this sets for filmmaking over at Netflix? Is there any reason why Netflix shouldn't release movies this long? Or because you are able to sit in the comfort of your own home and watch it, they can basically give really, you know, iconic filmmakers like Martin Scorsese the ability to make a movie however long he wants because, yes, he's made many long movies before, but even when we want to bring up something like Wolf of uh, Wall Street with Paramount, he had to shave that movie down for them, and Netflix isn't making that requirement. Uh, I love the idea that Netflix, look, we're in the middle, we're we're the. The streaming wars are going to begin soon with Disney Plus, right? So if Netflix starts establishing itself as the filmmaker studio streaming service, it's like, Scorsese, you can do whatever you want. You can, if you want a three and a half hour movie, you got it. Same goes for all these other filmmakers. And these filmmakers know that, you know what? I'm not going to have to bow down to whoever to shave off my movie. I can go to Netflix and put it out there. And because it's streaming, everybody gets to see it. That's, that's something I think is going to be very interesting to see moving forward. If Netflix distinguishes themselves as that place, that's just good for the audience. That's good for us. If we love movies, because I love that Scorsese might put a three and a half hour movie out there. And then again, right to our first point, streaming, pause it, got to go to the bathroom. I mean, it's a win-win across the board, I feel. Scorsese's hardly the first filmmaker to release a a movie that's over three 
hours, like, you know, Titanic, I think, Dances with Wolves, both of those movies Mm -hmm. won Best Picture. I think uh, with Netflix, though, if you ask most Netflix uh, viewers, have they seen a a three and a half hour movie ever or lately? They'll say no, but... They've probably sat and watched four episodes of a TV show, yep. so they've sat there for three or four hours anyways. So, I mean, Netflix Great can point. see how long people are binging certain things, and they'll say, well, listen, you know, 40% of our members will sit and watch Netflix for three or four hours in a row. Right. I want all of Netflix's data. I'm just so curious. I know it's never going to happen, but I'm curious about all this. All right, we're going to move on from that topic. But before we talk about the Joker trailer, first, some content you should keep an eye on the youtube channel for over on the interview channel we also have this going up on the factory feed the podcast feed for your new episode of the witching hour dropping tomorrow morning we had a guest from it chapter two it's james ransone who of course plays the adult version of eddie so please be sure to check that out it was a great conversation very excited to share that with you all now let's go back to a little rocket man because I got an update here so i thought we only had three things to give away i thought we were giving away Two 4K Ultra HD versions of uh, this movie on Twitter. It's not true. We're giving away three of them. So someone in the live chat is going to win this as well. And then don't forget, if you're on Twitter, you also have the opportunity to win that grand prize, which is like all of this sweet swag on Twitter. You just got to retweet us. Use the hashtag Rocketman. Tell everybody how excited you are about Rocketman the movie and also Collider Movie Talk. Get Dorian to pick your tweet. That's how you win with us. All right. Story number Can two. Can we talk about these costumes, though, yes, real quick? Please. I mean, did they raid Josh McCuga's wardrobe? What's going on here? <laughs> I have a feeling if they don't keep their eye on these costumes, they're going to show up in a Schmodown entrance sometime I would, soon. I would love to wear that one. That's you, beautiful. You could rock that one. I feel like uh, McCuga wants the onesie, though. Well, I think he wants... Uh, McCuga wants he that wants one, for sure. And uh, I want that one. You, Snyder, you can rock the, the overalls. So. I can. I do look good in overalls. You sure do. So why don't you... Uh, there's your entrance for your big schmodown. All match. very All cool right. stuff, though. Picture that, everyone. All <laughs> right. Story number two, of course, is the brand new Joker trailer that dropped earlier today. I believe this is a new trailer and also the final trailer for the movie. So my big question for you guys right now, is this basically a piece of promo material that is jump-starting an Oscar campaign for this movie? God, sure looks like it, doesn't it? That mm. trailer was fantastic. And I just thought of it as you were talking about this, Perry, if you're giving that, that rundown there. If you took the idea of Batman, the iconic uh, villain of Joker, take that all out, the knowledge of the Batman comics and everything out of it, and just saw this trailer, I would say that it would work just as good. It just looks like a dramatic movie. It looks like a character piece. It looks like a drama, uh, uh, like an examination of a man that loses his mind over time. And what does that mean? Wanting to be out there in front of the big lights. People like me, laugh at me, all these different things. And because we know him as Joker, you're like, oh, comic book movie, Batman, shared universe. What is it? But no, take that all away. I can see this trailer just existing out there without any knowledge of a Batman or anything like that and being like, this looks fascinating. What's with the clown stuff? Why is he doing this? Why? Because the character of him dressing up in the clown makeup seems to be so indirectly related to his foibles in his mind. So it, it, it just... It's so beautiful looking. I love this trailer, and I think it is absolutely a play. We're having the festival premiere coming soon. This is it. This is like, look, we're doing something special here. I've got very high hopes for this one as well. I think this trailer played exceptionally well, and to the point that it kind of really seeped in, and I find it super disturbing because 
with a lot of superhero movies, there are themes in them that one could relate to. But there is something about this idea that they get across in this trailer, because how often have you felt, you know, beaten down by one thing after the next? Somebody, you know, doesn't believe in you. I mean, even something super small, like you bump your head one day and it all just builds up. And it's all about how you deal with that, how you cope with it, how you react. And just seeing the the increase of one thing after the next in this trailer as it's presented, it 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 freaks me out a little bit, and I can't wait to see how far they push that concept when we see the full feature. Jeff, you into the trailer? Totally. I think it looks awesome. Feeling. I thought the first one looked awesome. Yeah. I didn't want, even want to watch this. Perry made right. me for the for the show uh, because I'm trying to, you know. I wasn't going to, but then I queued no, it up, I and when it I was that it. good, we Listen, had to. That's the job. That's the job. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wanted to preserve uh, some surprises for myself. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I spoke to someone who's actually seen the movie, and they said it was great. Holy and they said that Joaquin uh, is definitely worthy of a Best Actor nomination. Um, so I, I'm pumped for this. To me, it looks like you know falling down if Michael Douglas wore clown makeup. Like as just a guy who's pushed exactly. pushed yeah. to his breaking point. Um, I can't wait to see that type of character in Gotham and mm-hmm. in that sort of like a comic book heightened reality. Uh, where the Waynes exist. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the De Niro, Mark Marin yes. uh, of it all and, and that dynamic. So I, I think that this is going to completely change how we view Todd Phillips. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and I'm very excited about that. As, as am I. Jeff, I'm curious to get your opinion on this, too, because I don't think you were on Movie Talk when we spoke about it. The possibility of a Joker sequel, because when we originally heard of the project, the... The whole point of it was to have just a one-off, to commit Joaquin to one movie, to have a movie that isn't part of the DCEU as we knew it at the time. And to hear, I believe the quote might have come from Todd Phillips himself, to hear him be open to another one of these movies, do you think that's actually a real possibility? Or, you know, did he maybe just casually give that quote? I didn't ask my my friend uh, how it ended, obviously. I didn't want to know. So I don't know if it even leaves the door open for a sequel. Maybe, maybe Todd's, maybe there's misdirection there. Um, I, I, listen, if it makes money and, and it's acclaimed, I could see why Todd would want to stay in that world and obviously work with Joaquin again. I don't know if that's part of Joaquin's plan, because uh, I always thought that he sort of signed on because it was pitched to him as a standalone solo movie. Uh, I, I kind of like just imagining this movie like with there, there's an end and then chaos sort of reigns and, and it's up to your imagination to see what the to, to imagine what the Joker's effect would be on Gotham. Mm. So I hope that there's not a sequel, but you know, you never know in this day and age. Do you mm. have any other thoughts on, especially given what you just said on the best actor race thus far? Cause we're, we're about to jump into festival season right I mean, now. You've so. got Joaquin, you've got Taron Edgerton back yes. here. For yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's, you know, there's, there's a lot of good performances out there this year. We are still many that we haven't seen yet. Adam driver's got a couple of movies coming up. Adam people driver are, versus Adam driver. Yeah, might, might be on the horizon. Leo too. For, for the for the Sony movie, so you know we'll see, but it's going to be a great uh, a great race for sure. All right, do you guys want to hit some live chat questions? Let's do it. Uh, oh, what happened to the one I was going to pick? It's gone. Um, here's one from Zeno Hour. Should Netflix release The Irishman in two parts on the app? So that was also a thing that they Sorry did with, that. Uh, I believe it was The Hateful Eight. And I think right. that might have been a director's cut where it was a little longer and they divided it up into chapters. So right. do you think that's the right way to go for Netflix's release of The Irishman? Well, you guys can a- answer me this. What it, like I know the app exists. I know my fiancé uses the app. I've never used it. So is it like something that you, you're watching what? it on your phone wait, through wait, the wait, app? Wait, 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 wait. What? The you, app. You've never, wa- you never used the Netflix app? 
not on the phone. I use it at home. But is that what they're yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, like across the board. Well, like phone, no, like phone I, I, iPad, I, I, TV, you name I it. I don't care then. No, you shouldn't. It's it's there because if it's the app, I'm thinking about the app on the phone. And in that case, it's like you might need to like bring, uh, split it up because you're on your phone. And that's where I was going with it. So if it's all the same, nah, you don't need to split it up. I, I, yeah, I hope that they don't just because I think that would blur the lines between film and television and that yeah. even further. Um, I wouldn't put it past them. I, I could totally see them doing it. Um, but yeah, I just don't know why it's it's necessary. It doesn't change the running time at all. Yeah, mm. I I wouldn't really understand that either. And you know, let's say the running time does wind up being a little shorter, then they could still pull a Quentin Tarantino with the movie, and they can release it lengthier at a different point in time, get more eyes on it, and maybe chop it up into chapters if they they deem that the best way to do it. Um, but yeah. it doesn't seem like there's like again, like Riley has said, you can pause. It's What's all the big about deal? if there's a natural breaking point in in the narrative, and so you know maybe the Irishman plays like Che, which got two parts, or mm-hmm. Mayreen. You ever see Mayreen? Never With, seen it before. Uh, yeah, uh, Vincent Cassell. Um, okay. So may- maybe it's one of those, or maybe it's just one continuous story, and that's that. We shall see. And there's a very good reason that the question I was looking at disappeared it's because here is our very first winner of the episode this is our live chat winner Louis E. De La Pena I believe you tweeted at me yesterday too that it might have been your birthday so basically make this your belated happy birthday you have officially won one of these bad boys enjoy it and you won because of this great question that I love here if you could wear any costume or prop from any movie all day which one would it be Luke Skywalker Empire Strikes Back costume you have thought about that so much. Maybe. Maybe I haven't. Maybe a- that was very spontaneous. <laughs> that was very unbrand. I'm very afraid of Jeff's answer right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There, there's so many. I, I guess I'd go with the crow's trench coat. There it okay. is. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say the 2017 Power Ranger suit, but it just, I mean, it's so uncomfortable looking. It's like if I could wear it for a little and be done with it, but if I was wearing, wearing it all day, forget about it. Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe sure. just uh, just give me, uh, as long as it came from the original mm-hmm. 1993 film, an official Jurassic Park staff shirt. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and I would, yeah, wear, I would happily wear that all day and then pray that I could keep it. And give me a raptor claw to put in my pocket. Yeah, and, and while we're at it, get, get you one of those Jeeps, too, so you can drive around I, with it all. I didn't want to get greedy, but if you will, on my behalf, sure. I mean, it's Monopoly I like that, right now, so let's do it all. I like that Brad Pitt uh, porno vest that he wears in Fight Club. <laughs> of course you know you what do. I'm doing with all the little naked <laughs> <Yeah>. images. <laughs> that's good. Okay. Yep. That's on a, brand for Snyder. I was going to yeah. say that's a very a very <laughs> Jeff oh, answer. Fight Club. Oh. <laughs> all right. Let's get to our remaining winners for our Rocket Man giveaway before we say goodbye to you. Hey, guess what, Debbie Schechter? You have officially right, won. Debbie. One of these as well. We've got Lohud underscore Debbie. You are one of our Blu-ray winners, as is Native Nerd. Native Nerd, who comes from at Kelly Native underscore 88 on Twitter. You guys have all won one of these 4K Ultra HD versions of Rocket, man. I hope you all enjoy it. Now, are you guys ready for the grand prize winner? Yes. The grand prize winner coming at us from Twitter is Pardis. Oh, I always butcher your last name, and now I feel terrible because you're a winner. <laughs> uh, 
Hey, Zoo Dawson. Oh, yeah, that's not going to happen. But you know what? It doesn't change the fact that you won. You won all of this cool stuff, and we're going to send it to you. So if you are a winner, keep an eye on your DMs because we'll have to talk about getting you all of your fun prizes. I want this as far away from me as possible. I don't like karaoke. So, Pardis, enjoy this. Guys, thank you so much for being here today, Jeff and Riley. A big thank you to Adam in the booth, as always, Dorian in the live chat, and to all the fine folks who made this Rocketman stuff happen today. Even if you didn't win, please, Rocketman, Blu-ray, DVD, check it out. This movie is so well worth your time, and I can't reiterate that enough. Please, before you say goodbye to us today, like and share this episode of Movie Talk, and then tune in tomorrow, 3 p.m. PT, live for a brand new one. Hey, little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Why do millions of Americans choose to sleep on Bolin Branch sheets? Is it the 100% organic cotton? Is it that they get softer and softer over time? Customers can't stop raving about these sheets, and there's no better time to try them for yourself or give them to someone you love. Right now, Bolin Branch is offering their best deals of the year, and you can get their incredibly soft sheets at incredibly low prices. Just go to BolinBranch.com to shop their best deals today. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com today. See site for details.